Hello, I am Olivia. I'm Nina. And this is Apocalypse. Wow. wow. Every time it, you know, it gives me a little, it gives me a little surprise. I it's like fun, it. you, you know. Exactly. On my toes. That's right. Um, would hate to be on your toes. Because it would hurt you. That's right. You'd be like, ow, get off. I'd be like, apocalypse, ow. Apocalypse, ow. We don't want that. Mm-mm. Um, We are joining you from, from our little podcast family, but we are talking about people who have uh, been much more fruitful and multiplied better than us and um, the trials and tribulations that come with that. Yeah. So welcome to a world of mommies and the the cash cows that they raise i'm excited i'm excited too put your diapers on i had a question for you nina um would you say that you have mommy issues Oh, without a doubt. Um, mommy issues, daddy issues, but they're complex and separate. Um, anyone who says they don't have mommy issues is a liar. Yeah, I feel like, like colloquially, we are much more okay with daddy issues just because mm-hmm. it like sounds better. Mommy issues. I mean, mommy issues I've already said mommy much more in this beginning of this episode than I'm comfortable with, and I'm going to keep saying it Yeah. Um, because it's the topic of the day. But, uh, yeah, mommy issues sounds gross, but it's natural. I think mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to talk about some people who have very well-deserved mommy issues, um, but, but I think it's okay to just have have a nice and loving mother and still like feel like she fucked you up a lot probably oh my gosh having a loving mother can be the root totally (laughs) no you cannot win you cannot win you cannot win there is no such thing as the good enough parents you're all evil and abusive yeah every last one of you if you have a child you should go to no, jail. No, it's already you've um, already lost. Yeah, yeah, you're an abuser. I mean, birth is the the first and the first most abuse. permeating trauma. It would be horrible. Oh my god, to be born. Oh, it just seems horrible. We've done it. I know, but we, we if you think about it, we like trauma blocked it out. Oh my and god, we, yeah. You, the first thing you come out is crying, sobbing. It's scary. You're pushed and you're restricted. Like claustrophobia. Yeah, everyone is already yelling at you. Yeah. Medical horror. Oh, and that probably makes it much worse. You come out and it's like beep, 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 like totally. latex, like yeah, latex. Um, Is that not what they use? No, I'm just they... saying that's a good segue. You're feeling oh, constrained. Yes. The You're feeling sticky. There's youth. gloves touching There's... you, and that brings us to our first case study, um, because we are going to be talking about uh, people who not only traumatize their children by just pushing them out of their vaginas and then they go on to traumatize their children by putting them online and doing increasingly weird things to them with them upon them it's the economy of having a child and milking it for what it's worth you know which in some ways is all you can do you know like you're already automatically in debt like 
$500,000 by having a kid. Absolutely. No, um, the so skin like, to skin at the hospital, that's going to cost you like 5k right. just to have the baby touch your chest for a second before they whisk it away. What do so, you mean by this? Like literally like it's like a line item. This is like a new development. Like it definitely didn't happen when I was born like four to five years they ago. They you for getting to hug your child? It's like a thing that you like watch. that shows up on the content. list? Yeah, it shows up as a, as a billable bill wow. item. And because it does delay shit a little bit. It, <laughs> it causes all these people to need to be there when they could have just been busying on with their day. But the repercussion of not, if you don't spend it, is like maybe you're going yeah, to be Yeah, you autistic. have a little like, we need to talk about Kevin, baby. Exactly. Which will cost you more and like lawyer fees, da da da. Um, so down the line, I it's think it's probably okay. a saver, yeah. But it you shouldn't have to think that way. Um, no. Either way, so how how I came across this individual, I was just scrolling down my for you TikTok page, and this woman was like hysterical, in tears, in this really interesting outfit. I must say that like, was the first video you saw of her well, she was, was the multi-shot oh no I guess not she was in just the sweatsuit okay mm -hmm. she was just in the sweatsuit but Should basically we give her name yeah this is Savannah Gamblin Glem Glembin I really want to <laughs> say Savannah Gerblin I really want to say it it's like every time I look at her name I think Gerblin but she is nothing like the Gerblin of TikTok she is a former marine and we will say nothing about the troops. I'm sure we neutral. I've seen a, I've seen um, <laughs> Starship Troopers, so I have empathy for the victims yeah. of imperialism. Sure, on. especially a woman, you know, a woman well, in the barracks. You know, she uh, got kind of like passed she's around scary like as crazy. Hell. I guess she's yeah. So well, she is really horny. But her husband is a current Marine, and again, no comment on the troops, but whew, he is I mean, we can terrifying. On... I can comment on him <laughs> as an individual. And I don't he know is, why. <laughs> he has killed a baby, for sure. Like, he has, he is a war criminal. He is super creepy looking. Not super... his baby, though. Not his baby. Of we will course, get to what he's done to his baby. No, but he, I would love to take, like... Do if, we know what what branch of the military he's, he's in? He's a Marine. Okay. Is that Which like... is a pretty intense... I mean, a Marine is like... And I'm no military expert, but it's like the Army is like... Just like your regular regular, like... That's like who's going there for like the scholarships. <laughs> Marine is like... You're kind of like a culturally indoctrinated and you're like pushing harder. It's not like a green beret where you're like an executioner, but I would say a Marine is nastier than just your average military. The Navy is. The Navy is like the gay version of the Marines. The Navy's gay, yeah, because yeah. they've got those cute little outfits. They get to come to New York and be cute and faggy. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I like a Navy. I think the Navy. The is cool. Marines are scary, motherfuckers. Because they're both on the sea, so that's what confuses me. And Air Force in the air. Anyway, so yeah. Marine, we can say, has some sinister energy. Yeah, they're I not mean, the Green Berets, but they're on its way to being the scariest element of the military. They're not Black Sight, they're not a Guantanamo, but they could be. They could be. And they would just have to. It's swim. a career path, you know? Like, let's be real. So her husband is just like. A marine, um, and he like has, currently deployed. 
currently, except in and out. well, this is this also brings a little color into their situation. It's like how are they like living this like nineteen fifties style life where it's like they have this like weird house in Texas or whatever, and this wife is like not doing shit, and they have this kid, and they have like a six bedroom home. It's because they live in a military base. Which is a very common mommy blogger background. Totally. Military base in Texas or like somewhere in the continental United States. And you live in like a weird cul-de-sac and it's all these mommies and you're really isolated and it's, you know. Which makes sense why you would like reach out to the internet and not only for like agenda pushing, which I'm sure there's a little bit of that. Although her page, I was interested to see. So just like before the controversy there's like a cps controversy coming up but before that she's just like i are really teasing it yeah i want to add some CPS tension CPS we're doing clickbait yeah um but uh before that she is still a rather successful sort of lifestyle blogger vlogger on tiktok yeah mm-hmm. she had followers before she was like a C-list mommy vlogger. That's sure. how I put her. Maybe V minus, but like I could, I know a mommy vlogger that I think she was. I think her name is Tara Reed. I personally think who that's who she's emulating, and her husband too. But they just don't have this creepy sinister energy. Cause another thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that she like has self-professed daddy issues and like makes it a big part of the brand yeah Um, and they I feel like are going for not the just like regular sort of like army wife you know homestead adjacent vibe they're like she's a little bit she would never call herself this but from looking at her page she's like a little bit progressive coded which was really interesting when she makes posts about being um, a bisexual mm-hmm. in a heterosexual Slay. relationship. Slay. Bisexual and visibility awareness. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. big issue that mm-hmm. not enough of our army wives are talking about. Her um, husband is a neurodivergent kid. Yeah, and that, and that comes into play in yes. their issues. But yeah, he has OCD, she has ADD, and makes posts about how it's hard for her to, you know, like, find her keys or her kids or whatever. And, like, do her job as a mommy blogger. Right, yeah. There's, like, emails and stuff. There's a lot, mm-hmm. lot of, like, Child needing to posted. be Yeah. Um, so, to, I guess, amend both of those issues at once as a kind of, like, double mental health savior, they decided to post a video, um... It's a comedy video. It is a comedy it's video. It's a comedy video. I think it's framed in the day of a life. Yeah? I think it's like, this is like, just like, because that seems to be the thread of like, because I like went through all of her videos, like that seems to be the thread of like all of it is like, because the original video is taken down, you can only see clips, which she has yeah. continued to post, but... It's like, this is like me and my husband who's finally back because he was like deployed, I guess, for a while and he finally came back maybe three months ago. So it's like the first time they're together as a family since he was like a tiny, tiny infant. Mm-hmm. So they're all together. Oh, wow. Yes. And that is also its own class of videos of people like the daddy war veteran is coming home and they're mm-hmm. hugging him. This, there's not so much hugging, there's more throwing around. We will play the clip right now. Mm-hmm. Grumpy toddler all day. <laughs> <laughs> He's a learner. 
All right, so the video in question shows, I guess it slowed down. I think that yes. was in the original. That's not an edit. Mm -hmm. um, it shows a, a little baby, two years old Maybe probably. Maybe two years old. He's swaddled tightly in like several layers of saran wrap. Yeah. And um and then this the dad in question who yeah, we've they've said he has like severe O C D, I guess a thing like uh a reoccurring like quirk that they talk about yes. before this is that he like wears latex gloves. Black latex gloves. But I will say I've looked at a lot of his videos and some I've seen him wear black latex gloves a few other times but not in every video, and he's wearing these creepy black latex gloves. They're like tattooer gloves or mm -hmm. like bondage gloves. They're like fucking strange. Yeah, and he's in his fatigues as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. is so weird. It's a uniform and black latex gloves, and he's got his kid who he hasn't seen since the child was an infant, and now the child is a toddler. So it's like, I mean whatever it is what it is it's just like it's a little bit fresh is all i'm saying sure. it's a little fresh and he's while not physically touching the child because he's got multiple layers of plastic and latex the child is wrapped like so tightly his poor little face is like red and like it's just like a lot of fucking saran wrap it's just like yeah a lot. it's a lot and <laughs> he's holding the baby and then like puts the baby face down onto the bed so he his like face it's like smothering like it's so crazy and it's all to like that weird music and it's like supposed to be funny and yeah then, they're like throwing the baby around a little bit back and forth and then there's like the the TikTok like words over where it's like this is the only way like star emoji yeah. I guess to show that like oh dirty gross baby OCD dad yeah that's the only way they can have contact and then oh. the dad is like that was my because it's a comedy I, yeah. I thought that was the joke of like that's oh daddy and the baby this Honestly, is the only though. way yeah um, um yeah real. you're swaddling him and that's gonna yeah well um, I don't have a child to take from me but. They can be sticky. Um, for sure can be sticky. The gloves would do it, though. I feel if you're oh, wearing gloves, certainly. you don't need a swaddle. Well, part of it, I thought, it also is like clearly to, to restrict so his mobility. It's so that he can't use his arms, because that was part of the apology. Either way. <laughs> yeah, and so then the dad, I just want to get all the details down. The dad says, he's a worm, which also... Like, they're posting this very much being like, this is our cute video. This is our cute and quirky family, mm. our neurodivergent family. Um, and we are just having fun. Then there was, like, a lot of backlash to the video. Yeah. As there always is on TikTok sure. when it comes to children. People are vicious on there, I will say. Yeah, I think that's, like, been a common mommy blogger thread. Mm -hmm. Also, like, forever, even Facebook, YouTube, just of, like people freaking out about people like holding their babies like on the wrong side whatever like bullshit stuff so it makes sense to kind of have those blinders on if you're someone who makes that kind of content to right. be like well like fuck you you know like why are you telling me how to raise my kid if I want to like swap on my kid like a burrito like that's my business um that being said the next we see her is she's crying now 
And then she's live reporting that her kid has been taken by CPS. So my understanding of what's happened here is that so many people from TikTok called in. And this is what kind of gives me pause is that it feels a little bit like a swatting moment where it's totally. like this horde of people coming in being like, nah, nah, nah. but it was enough that CPS was like, nope. And I mean, I've, I'm familiar enough to know like to take the child out of the home immediately and then do an investigation is like a fairly serious level of its own normally you open a case and then from there see if the child needs to be removed to automatically remove is quite intense and that's what they did in this case they took the child for 24 hours before reuniting um and you know not to say the child would have a better experience in foster care or anything like that so i'm like at this point was like whatever like i guess she so she posts this video app so her she she before we find out about the reunification she posts this video it's her she's it's a crying. hard watch it like, was it's sad a horrible i felt thing. for her i did because she seemed just like an idiot who didn't know better but was a you know generally good mother there was only a short clip that was available of the incident and i was sympathetic yeah because i think I mean, what's interesting to me is, like, how, you're right, how many people must have said something for, like, a white woman, mm-hmm. double Soldier. army vet. Yeah, vet. Like, those are the most protected people in mm-hmm. society, so for CVS to, like, I mean, I bet they were dragging their feet, like, they didn't, I mean, they weren't, they did it quickly, which is just impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, it must have been so many fucking people yeah. saying this is a problem, and I don't know, like, I haven't done a deep enough dive to know if there's been inklings of abuse prior. Yeah. But I, it's not a good video. The kid is, like, face red from crying. Yeah, it's, Yeah, like, it's an unsettling He's video. restrained. But, so, then we see, we first see, yeah, the super raw video of her crying, very vulnerable position, and then she kind of comes back hard with these a very interesting series of videos that are kind of quasi-apology videos that are shot in just an astounding amount of different locations and angles. Well, should we also just mention the reunification video, which was her and her son silhouetted in a sunset? Oh, I don't and, think I saw that. Oh, yeah. Should um, we play the clip? <laughs> sure. Um... It's just there is, like, a cinematic factor to this that should not be ignored. It's Right. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like after the original, like, super raw, uh, like, my kid is gone, fuck you guys, mm-hmm. I'm just, like, a girl trying her best, after that, the, like, um, the production value went up a million times, you know, because I guess it just shows how traumatic it is to have your kid taken away that you can't you know set up your ring light and then afterwards she's like oh my god this is amazing now i'm gonna Mm -hmm. you know have all types of ring lights going and it's a really different experience after that okay so here's the video So I think you get the point. Yeah, so it says, home where he belongs. It's like a faraway shot of her swaddling, but now no saran wrap, just 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 arms, arms, um, her child. And there's a sunset happening, and the caption says, CPS cleared us of wrongdoing and determined our home with us is a safe one for our son. 
despite that a hard lesson was learned, a mistake we will never make again. Uh, this weekend was extremely traumatic for us and as a family, we're making time to heal. When I saw that, I still was on her. Like, I want it to be known that I was, like, coming to this situation with an open heart. Really? I really was. And it wasn't until the follow-up apology videos where I was really, like, huh. Like, something's, like, really off about this. Because, so, the apology videos. Mm -hmm. There's a few. I think it's, like, a three-parter. I thought it was maybe six. I feel <laughs> like it was... It, it was quite a few, because then she sort of answers questions. Well, now it looks like she took them down. No, okay, gate, because now she's calling it saran wrap gate. Which is also way too cute to be referring to your own child being taken from you by CPS. Yeah, and Don't she's, call it, like, oh my gosh. Gate. Yeah, so, okay, it's three parts, but it's in between the different sections of her apology videos. She's got... <laughs> Listener, this is a video. Um, she's titling it "Self Portraits." It's her. She's buff as hell. She is a she is yeah, a veteran she marine. Kills Iraqis with those. Arms. Yeah, she is scary. I do not want her to show up at my house, please. Or please don't sue me. But um, either way, um, she is on the beach and she's just showing her bod. And she is looking tough and scary. Which, you know, the multifaceted nature of being a mother. I don't have, like, a yeah. Madonna horror complex. She can, like, but she's <laughs> abuse her kid. She's teasing then... the apology. She's milking it for as many views as she can get. What really was stomach curdling, besides her fashion choices, which we must discuss yeah, further. Yeah, there's some weird ones. It's that she keeps posting additional photos and videos and imagery of the saran wrap footage and it's so strange because she just got told like hey this is actually abuse this was you abusing your child don't do that shit anymore knock it off and you can continue to have your child because we understand you don't realize that but now you know and it's like they're like we promise it's not fetish it's just we didn't know we were just having good old-fashioned fun but I'm I need to keep posting never seen before seen shots and videos that are equally disturbing. It's the same imagery. It's like whether he's crying or not crying, it's disturbing to see. And she posts in all three parts, I think, different images. And then she's posting, you know, videos of just her in between. It's like, ooh, if you want to see more of my son in saran wrap. And it just was very much like this feels like almost child porn or something like this feels like naughty like i don't like what is this that you're like why are you putting this stuff out still and like yeah it's a funny approach to an apology video it's like if someone got caught saying the n-word and then we're yeah. like behind the scenes like actually i said it a bunch more times like yes super cut yeah <laughs> and like other slurs as well you guys don't even yeah. know about that one and i am so sorry and like edited to like a fucking like morgan mallard um there's a country star <laughs> there's Mac a miller what? Mac Miller? No, no. There's a, Morgan Wallen is a country star who it would be edited to mm -hmm. the, the, the sound of. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, but it's sinister, though, to me. Or no, it seems it's, like you're trying to attract a certain crowd. It, to me, that's what it seems like. It was like fishing. It was like they were putting out, like, hey, 
Because it's, like, known that they're, like, like, TikTok is, like, a pedophile haven. And there are lots of accounts that are obviously run by moms who know that only creepy old totally. men follow them. And they're okay with that because they're yeah. getting paid. And Which the, is really horrible. Know. I know, it's horrible. But to me, this is, like, kind of the dog whistle version of that. But it's coming from this girl who's, like, kind of a social justice warrior. Like, that's the... Like, going back to the beginning, like, she... ADHD. She's very much, like, liberal. Yeah. Yeah, and very, like, be yourself, which I think has been the cool bent to these apology videos because it's, like, a lot... Like, she is saying she's sorry. She's saying it's a mistake, which also is a funny way to put, like, spending however long, like, Vaselineing up and then tying your child, like hard mistake to make it's a weird little whoopsie it takes a lot of time did we say it was in their bedroom too it was in their bedroom on their bed i don't know like if i mean yeah i guess if it's on the internet it's gonna be sexualized so that's not like out of pocket for us to yeah i mean sure it feels like fucked up to talk about it like that but like that's what it like i don't know yeah but anyway her whole thing is kind of, like, just vague notions of, like, be you, you know, like, don't apologize, mm-hmm. don't stand down, don't, like, let men tell you what to do, whatever. Um, and so then they're, the, like, apology videos have had that kind of idea, too, where they're, like, again, like, very produced in a lot of different, like, just some really weird cuts they feel like her outfit and just, like, the general editing style reminds me of, like, the Britney Spears, like, real free Britney yes. era videos because she's wearing, like, a pretty oh, weird crop top. She's still up to that. To Britney day. is? Oh, I follow now her Now that Insta. she's free, she's still doing she's that. She's worse. We'll have to do that on another episode. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Um, but, but uh-huh. yeah, no, it reminds me. I wish they were from the high angle, like, Britney's because that honestly would make it more sympathetic. I think that adds a level of, like, pleading. These are from, like, a far away, like, standing cam. She's standing. You can see her bare feet. Mm -hmm. She's wearing, like, clearly trying to go for sort of, like, a yoga mom slash, like, angelic figure of maternal whiteness. She's all white, bare feet, but, like, target, toes out. Target sweatpants, a low, low They're rise. not Target sweatpants. They're like Target white linens. They're, they're linens? They're, I think it's linens. Okay. Yeah, because they, they were a little... And I think the top she had was linen too. But it was like a regular button down with no like collar. Like if just it was like a regular C-neck button down, like white linen. Mm-hmm. But then she tied it so, so high. high. So it's like... <laughs> resting just below her breasts and then she's got these regular waisted linen draw almost low waist waist. yeah i would say a low waist drawn tied like pants and she's got this like six pack this six pack her waist is not snatched it's like she's clearly in shape like i i could only wish but like damn like that if i had to dress her i would not like that is not flattering her form. Like no, it was it's like a so strange, stark strange and outfit. weird. And Especially then, for sorry, I abused my child. I like mean, why is your even belt? Like your belly doesn't <laughs> need to be out at all. Like the other one, at least I feel like it resonated and went viral because she was just in like her little sweatpants outfit, 
and it was like, oh, this woman seriously... The first, the crying one? Yeah, because it was like, she is in crisis. And right. that was the case. She really was in crisis. No. But just the follow-up was like, oh, not exactly... Like, she didn't... Like, this was weirder than I thought. <laughs> no, I know. It's super produced, and I think that's the jarring part of, like, a lot of these cases that we're going to look at today is, like, the sort of, like, super manicured production of everyday life, you know? Like, it's obviously very produced, but it is just, like, me and my baby, and, like, mothering is hard. People don't talk about that enough. Yeah. Like, I'm so tired, and yes. yet I do it. I, like, you know, fuck my, like, husband who wears weird gloves, and, like, I'm making time for romance, but it's not easy. Um, and then things get really real and you see like actual life of like, oh shit, that obviously wasn't real before, but now like super contrasting with you just like red face sobbing, being like, give me my kids back. And then yeah. immediately it's back to like sunset sound, you know, like overlay video of you just like kind of hanging around in different rooms of your house pleading your case ted talk style but also kind of like guru yoga video well it's like for one moment there was this raw second of her being a mother being like my child i need my baby my baby has been taken from me and i don't know what i am or who what i've done or who i am and then as soon as she gets her baby back it's like okay back to the drawing board like my baby is a prop in my life mm -hmm. to make money on because I have to be earning income to maintain this lifestyle I want and that's not financially possible in a single earning household. We talked about Savannah. We talked about Savannah. There are lots of mothers in the <laughs> lots of bad mommies. Yeah. Lots of bad mommies all across the internet. But really what it is, is it's an industry of, of demonstrating the ideal family lifestyle, or I don't even know, like making family lifestyle fetish porn, where it's like, look at how great you wish your life could be if only you didn't have to work so many hours and your kids weren't so depressed and you weren't so burnt out and your yeah. husband wasn't so angry. Like, well, I it's, think it's twofold because it's aspirational for sure, but then it also is like even the more polished bloggers will do the thing where they're like, it's not as easy. It's not all sunshine mm -hmm. and rainbows. You know, they'll do a little like yeah. peep of being like, it is hard, you know, but like me... When I'm going through something hard, I do, like, still have lip fillers, and I do look really beautiful, but, like, it's hard for me, too. So it's, like, this, like, play acting of maternal, you know, success, but also, like, showing a little bit of authenticity, because right. that's what makes us feel good, is to be, like, oh, they're welcome uh, welcoming us into their home, like, we're seeing these intimate details that we wouldn't usually see. Yeah, their life isn't perfect. They're showing us everything. But, you know, in the real world where people are, like, just dealing with, like, debt and eviction and, I don't know, regular people shit, um, that brings us to Micah Stauffer and her child, or temporary child, Huxley. Um, so... So, yeah, this is a... <laughs> sorry. But <laughs> Take it away. Um, but I just wanted to say mm. that, like... The Savannah Goblin, whatever her name is. Gerblin Goblin. Savannah, Savannah. Savannah Gerblin. Her uh, <laughs> issues 
were the most recent. That all was happening like in March of 2023. Yeah. Super fresh. Yeah. Um, but not the first time that we have seen a popular mommy blogger, lifestyle blogger have um, have some issues the with PR crisis, the law, and with the with their their familial bliss. Well, she didn't have Micah didn't have legal. There was an investigation. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Nuts, See, so I know this is what this is the interesting take here is that I know the beginning and Olivia really came in at the end. Like I remember when this shit came out and was like, oh my god, like this is really crazy, but never really followed up. And then Olivia researched this for the pod. So I'm excited. So I should, let me, let me Yeah, take us start up to us, date yeah. starting in 2017. So this is like sort of a classico like YouTube family. It's like they're Christians. They're from Ohio. Um, I don't know what the husband does. I wish I did. Um, I mean, now he's not a car notes. detailer. Oh, Interesting. Very he, interesting. That we'll get back oh, right, to that because right, that because plays he, a he, role. He does. Yes. Okay. So either way. So <laughs> no spoilers. So they have children together. Um, she has one child from previous marriage, but then they make a big part of their blogging mission about their journey of adoption, mm-hmm. and so they've got their whole like deciding to adopt, looking at adoption the adoption agency experience, picking out a child, flying to China, picking out their child, being like, oh my goodness. Like it was like literally months, because I remember, like it was like months and months and months and months and months of like ad revenue generating content that they were, like it was just like so much. And like, because it is a huge process to adopt a child is like immense. But the main thing was that they had set out to do this international adoption, which is really interesting because it really seems like the people who love international adoptions are Christians with a ton of children and or people who would not be approved to adopt a child not internationally like it just really i always thought it was harder to adopt internationally i don't think it it, it's very strange because they're flying out there picking up the child and flying the child out i think although they wanted a baby boy from china which like mm. is like obviously you're gonna get kind of the fucked up one because they knew he he was like profoundly disabled and was like not having his needs met at like the orphanage he was at although something in my research it said that they they knew it, but, like, kind of late into the adoption game, they were told that, and they were told, like, he has heart issues and he has autism, and they had said initially, like, we're not open to that, we don't want a special needs child, and then they were, like, swayed. That's crazy, because I just, like, remember a video specifically of them saying they knew their... I mean, this could have been after that. I'm not saying that didn't happen. But it was a video about knowing their child has special needs and being prepared for that battle and feeling like they had the resources to handle that and da 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 And it was like, okay, like... Because there's, like, you know, that's, like, an intense moment for a child because it's, like, not only is it a child with additional needs it's a child who fucking speaks chinese 
sort of. <laughs> well, he but was like one, right? He's a baby. He was a baby, yeah, but babies pick up on that shit. So it just is like another shift for a baby. Sure, and it just I mean, the further delay. Process. It just is a lot. Yeah, you know, it's a lot for a kid. So even if a kid already didn't have special needs, it would be a special <laughs> circumstance. Yeah, either it way, would, it would fuck. Well, I yes. mean, yeah, well, sure. Well, for a child to be like, you know, extra, it's confusing. I think it would be, it just. I it mean, just what happens be. to him next? Definitely will fuck him up forever. Right, right. Well, so he's brought into this home with three other kids. Yeah, similar age. Four, four. They have like twins. I think they had two in the beginning of their journey, and then I'm not sure if they're twins, but then they had two more. Am I mistaken that like one is IVF or something, and then I'm not sure, but I remember that that was a thing Mm. of like. They're building their family, and then, oh, my God, we're building it with an adopted kid. Yeah. Love that, which, like, again, was, I feel like, although it's not that much of a niche, it is, like, a pretty popular form of mommy blogging. Yes, of the, absolutely. Like, white, transracial adoption. Christian. Mm. It's a Christian thing, for sure, too. Like, in, like, Utah, like, I think maybe Mormon. I don't know if she's Mormon. They're but in Ohio, but... There are Mormons in Ohio. Sure. But... All around the world. But, yeah, I think it definitely helped because that's what I saw is that it, like, it skyrocketed their fame because then after they had him, then they're able to, like, make continued videos about, like, update on our adoption journey. Like, again, a lot of the, like, this is tough, not so easy content, but, like, keeping it light because then, and this does happen, like, they, I believe that the orphanage was not totally transparent about, like, Yes. what his issues were. Well, the orphanage may not have had the resources to even diagnose what his issues were. Yeah, like they said, I think it was, they said, yeah, some sort of like a brain tumor. And then it turned out that he had, I don't know, more health issues and then also had pretty intense child, like, autism. <laughs> um, regular autism. But, uh, but yes. But this is my understanding, is that, so, I think all of that was, ultimately, they had made peace with. No, they had, yeah, but they didn't know how intense it was. I think the issue was, this was what I remember from, in the moment, the takeaway, because now I know that, like, the social media has been combed through, but it was, I think something happened between the children, like, their bio children Ooh. and their adopted child, which is so horrific because the whole thing is, like, that that sh- is, it shouldn't be, like, a hierarchy like that. And it shouldn't be, like, a, like, pitting these kids against each other. But I think that's ultimately what it came down to. And the minute they felt like it was negatively impacting their bio children. They were like, it's not worth it. And so... Well, because Huxley becomes... That's the name of the boy. I don't know if you said it. But he becomes, like, the star. Like, he becomes what most of the videos are about. I feel like there's cute videos in there, too. Mm -hmm. There's just, like, real farming him for content, being like, look at our silly Asian baby. He needs lots of, like, physical therapy. Like, this is our day-to-day. I mean, there's so much to sort of do. And he's not even, you know, he's not going to say no because he's a baby, too. Mm -hmm. And he's cute. He's He's a cute kid. Absolutely. There is a point, though, where they say she's doing, like, and she gets, like, more interviews because over this course they're getting more monetized and she did an interview where she said like his I think it's probably in year one of her having him but she says 
his autism and health conditions don't require that much overall care. And she's like, oh, it's just just patience, you know, mm. just patience and love. So I just think that's interesting that that's like, although they are being like, you know, like, it's not easy, you know, it's whatever. They're saying like, love, Christ is enough to get them through it. And then they they have him for like, two years and then they 2019 2020 start posting him less and less and they're they're still posting him but they're posting him less and then the last update of him in 2019 says like he's doing well but like things are hard they have another picture where they post of him that's like you know dealing with mental health issues whatever special needs like it's really hard it's not easy to and then people are getting worried because they're posting him less there's this creepy thing that i read where that she changes her bio at some point before (laughs) they like went public that he was gone she changes her bio from mama five to mama four um so people are like what's going on and then similarly like a year yeah it's a year yeah and there's like a year in between because from what I've seen, they in like February at least have sent him back to his or not sent him back, but like rehomed him. But they don't say anything until May. I just checked the BuzzFeed article. I'm disappointed this wasn't in it, but this is not confirmed. They somehow decided at some point that they were going to rehome Huxley, that they yeah. couldn't deal with him, whatever, whatever. We don't really know the details, and we never will, and we don't need to. Yeah, because they don't announce it until after the fact. Right, after they, after people are like, what the hell? And then months later, they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, he's like in a place that's like better suited for his needs. But it unveiled at the time a larger culture that I was not aware of and I do not know if this is how Huxley was rehomed but the word rehomed is fucking crazy and sick that it's referred like that's how we're talking about kids that's Mm -hmm. how you talk about dogs and cats and stuff but either way um so so it unveiled a larger culture. Right, which is that people on, like, Facebook, literally Facebook groups, will have specifically special needs internationally adopted children and will adopt them and then say, hey, I can't deal, like, this child needs more support than I can handle. Can anyone take them? And they're so burnt out. And they're, like, largely, I really think a large part of it is that they're, like, they're doing it for religious reasons like moralistic religious reasons and then they can't like whoops can't save him (laughs) yeah like they're they start out and they're like i can do this i'm a woman of god like i i'm ready for the challenge like i can save this person's life like like especially when they're little it's cute um and then it's like holy shit no i can't really do this i just need to focus on my own family like i can't do this and i probably couldn't do it either but i'm not signing up either way the thing is on facebook people will, like, traffic children, essentially. Mm -hmm. And Facebook doesn't take this shit down. It's crazy. It came out just around the same time as the Micah BuzzFeed article, all this stuff. And what has happened, like, on a number of occasions, obviously, is who's picking up these kids off of Facebook. Yeah, sex Yeah, all predators. And, and And it's horrible. And so it's like these kids... 
would be better Although, off. Although not better off in the foster system, probably. I don't know. I mean, yeah, would they be better off in a, for living in an orphanage in Lithuania? Or would it be better for them to live five years with this creepy family with a camera on their face and then another mm-hmm. five years, you know being raped by some creepy guy that got him on Facebook and then just thrown out into the streets. I don't know. Yeah, and that I don't was, know. like, I mean, a lot of the initial speculation when this happened because people were first like, what the fuck did you do to this kid? Did you kill this kid? Like, what happened to him? Right. Because they really tried to just, like, phase him out. Yeah. Um, which is a crazy way to do with a human. He's in a better place. Um, yeah, <laughs> they tried to do kind of, like, a soft breakup. That, I mean, honestly, if they went through a divorce, they would have made way more videos about it oh god um, yeah well they knew they they must have known it was fucked up they pretended like they didn't know it was fucked up but they yeah, obviously but did the trickle out is like hilarious and they're like maybe they just won't notice i don't know we have a bunch of kids already maybe they'll just focus on the other four but yeah. um then in their video they talk about like yeah he's been rehomed he's in He's in a better place. Real. He's in the Chinese boys' farm in the sky. Uh, Literally, he, yeah. Uh, but so people were worried. They were like, where the fuck did you put him? And that was when the authorities were called. They did investigate. Oh. And they said that, like, it seems because there were uh, concerns that it, like, wasn't a legal adoption because they're being really vague about it. They said that they had, that the new mom is a medical professional. What the hell? Which, like, (laughs) not super settling. They made it seem like that was, like, means he's in good hands. Which, A, is, like, yeah, it does take a lot to, like, take care of a special needs kid. Probably shouldn't do it if you already have four kids. I think that's the bigger issue. Yes. But, like, don't need to be a medical professional. Also, like, what does that mean? What kind? Is she doing experimental? No, if anything, she's doing experiments on this kid. Probably, I mean, no. Well, yeah, maybe she's trying to fix it. They're busy, they're working. We don't know how professional she is. Yeah, yeah, she's the dentist receptionist. (laughs) (laughs) But she's doing DIY lobotomies on this boy. I mean, I don't know. No, it's just so sad that it's like he brought fraud all the way to this place and he's like, it just is so disorienting. Wait, but was it a legal adoption? So it was a private adoption, which is legal, but which extremely is legal, shady. but super shady. Yes, yeah, this was the Facebook thing. Yeah, it didn't go through like the usual channels because a they like were happening like they were doing it super hush hush. So yeah, it's a private adoption. We don't know like how they met them or whatever, but I mean that would have been a crazy experience to be the person on the receiving end, like. Reminds me of, like, being Kim Kardashian's surrogate. She talked about her stuff just to be the person where it's, like, this, like, pretty high-profile family is, like, Mm. okay, we want to give you this kid. You can't tell anyone where you got him from because, like, people know this kid. Mm. They're going to get mad at us for getting rid of him. So, like, for, like, did they tell them to, like, go dark? Is he, like, hiding in the months, like, in between them revealing it? Um, Poor Huxley. Well, hope him the best. The thing about a private adoption, which I think is what makes it so sick, is that if you are, like, the legal guardian of somebody, you can transfer your guardianship to anyone legally, even somebody who wouldn't be considered for adoption through the traditional adoption system, which to be fair, the, I, it's hard as hell to adopt and there are lots of people who want to adopt who can't, whatever. I don't know too much about that. But I do know that the type of people who are like prowling Facebook, which I am 
I'm going to say I'm 80% sure this is what the situation But if they did, like. they had to use a it's fake account. Really, no, it's really common. No, but I'm just saying oh, because yeah, well, they they're high yes, profile, yes. like, I'm just sure, I don't know, I would be excited to learn about yeah. how they did it and, like, them, I like the idea of this, like, hot mom, like, putting on a fedora to go, like, deliver her baby in a back alley, like, I think there were definitely hoops that were jumping to get rid of this baby, which also... Yeah, I'm sure they didn't do their due diligence about, like, vetting the family because they're just like, let me get rid of this baby in, like, a quiet way. And then, after that, they post a video, again, similar to Savannah, like, very heartfelt, like, this was so hard for us. We didn't talk about it because we wanted to keep his privacy, which is really cool of them to say because mm. they've been filming him since the day they got him from China. But they're like, no, we pretended he didn't exist for like four months because we wanted to maintain his privacy we didn't want to make his issues public again he's a four-year-old with autism like his meltdowns aren't like his issues they're acting like he's like a starlet with like drug addiction you know they're like we wanted to protect him his issues aren't for the public to judge like no one's gonna judge him for like stimming you know yeah we gotta get him out of the city (laughs) yeah put him to a weird sex farm um, where was he can he really relax. Four? I feel like he was like three. Like he they was like had had him two. for two years, and oh, I don't know how he old he was at time of adoption. Two or three years. Um, but then after all of that, they obviously get a lot of backlash, and then they this happened two years ago that they got rid of him, made the announcement, and they have largely gone dark. They again like gained a lot of followers during the adoption process and adoption like talking about they got monetized she got monetized by glossier which is hilarious yeah because she's like a hot young lady she yeah she was pretty yeah Mm -hmm. um but it's crazy that she's gone dark since it kind of like ooh yikes yeah which makes it more scary right like i mean i guess i don't know people were so mad did not determine her to be guilty they they did an investigation and they said well they the adoption was legal and they said but that doesn't mean like it's cool but I think, but I, it looks like they did look at the home and they said it was fine, which doesn't mean shit. It doesn't really mean shit, but it, yeah, I mean, I feel like generally like no take backs when you have a child. When you bring a child overseas, I kind of feel like, yeah, no take backs, especially. Not to get to, you know, but I just, like, wonder their stance on abortion, because if they're anti-abortion, oh, they're it's like, anti-abortion. they're doing, like, a, a post-term abortion, you know, like, you can't do that. Well, Once they, you have the kid, you can't fucking... I think it ties into the pro, the, the anti-abortion stance, where it's like, oh, you can just give up the kid to foster care or whatever, it's no biggie. Like, with this, like, deluded sense that, like, foster care isn't just, like, a world of hell and abuse. Yeah, foster care like, is just, oh, like, just sleepaway camp. give up it's your awesome. kid if it's not working out. Yeah. And it's whatevs. And I think that's why they, uh, it tends to be this Christian group that wants to adopt disabled, specifically international, again, like, Asian and Eastern European it's so strange um because they're like these are the kids that nobody else wants and we can handle them but again they took a boy and then I know no I it's so weird um but 
none of them can handle that shit. Yeah. But then they went dark. They've been off the internet. Except for the father of the family who has, like, a million follower uh, YouTube account that's still running. Except that it is, it's called, like, Stauffer's Garage. And it's just him cleaning, like, really disgusting cars. And he keeps his family out of it. His face is largely not in them. But they're still getting that YouTube money, which is cool. They should have just gotten, like, a bunch of cars to begin with instead of children. But, um, yeah, so he's still raking in the money. I guess she probably is putting a lot of pressure on him. I bet it's hard to be him, the only one who's, like, allowed to show his face. And he's just, like, cleaning those cars like crazy. But besides that, who knows where Huxley is? Sure, he's fine. He's legally fine. Yeah, he's legally fine. (laughs) But what I thought was interesting about how she just went dark, and I'm really impressed because she's been dark since 2020, Mm -hmm. and another one of my faves had a long period of insta-blackout-ness, which, if you think about that, is also like unemployment, essentially. And that is none other than Acacia Kersey. Um, Acacia. Acacia? Acacia. Acacia feels right. Acacia. Acacia? I don't know. Acacia. Yeah, Acacia. And this Um, is someone who, like, we all know to me like this. Yeah, Yeah. you know her face. I didn't know her name, but you know her face. Absolutely. Because she was, like, a a MySpace Tumblr girly. She was a Tumblr girly of, like, 20... I mean, she was a Tumblr girly from way too young because she, like, did not have, like, parental supervision, it sounds like. But when she had, like, braces and, like, a... Side cut, like, emo, I think, yeah, and she had, honestly, it was a pretty shade of red hair, I think, but she had, like, um, what do you call those, like, big clowny style of baseball caps like the stiffer ones she had like a top snapback snapback i was like thinking top hat and she's like taking the camera from like a crazy angle and she's like quirked out with like her little squint and her tongue out and, and everybody the braces knows are her. a big part of it the braces are the braces i know yeah. and it's kind of yikes in retrospect but in the moment i was like i wish i could be her either way it's like fast forward so the period i missed is like in between her being like a child blowing up on the internet and her being a mommy blogger is she's like pining to be like a pop punk groupie type and she ends up with this guy an aspirational pop punk groupie a pop punk groupie and she is a pop well she is a pop punk groupie i was like wanting to do that and not succeeding but she keeps getting like canceled like i mean people are like vicious to her and like she gets like canceled for being a whore for like her underage like erotic photos that were like not even nude and it was like ridiculous but so i i have empathy for her for sure but either way at like 18 she gets into like religion she gets married to this guy from a pop punk band which i do not remember and he was not something i cared about and they have one child to one child and the second child with like a heart disease and Williams syndrome and this is all being like live streamed live blogged YouTube Instagram Facebook everything um like monetized content they have and a at third this point child. had she ever taken a break from the internet yet? no no so no. it's just the like the but growing she, of like a 
Tumblr baddie. Yeah. She's yeah. Evolving. But she had taken like a beating. And so now she's on her third child. She's got an infant, a disabled child with like complex medical needs, mm-hmm. which then made her like opened her up to a whole world of critique. And then she has this old, this child who's like maybe like three or four. And she's like kind of going for like the like earthy, like, you know, like neutral home aesthetic, which totally. is like super sad to see. And she's like trying to like. She's just going for, like, a, like, my life is perfect thing, and her life is not perfect. And it turns out, like, she's using credit cards to, like, buy things for her Instagram posts so that she can seem like she can afford these things that she really can't, that aren't really sponsored. Like, she cannot afford the lifestyle she's projecting. And she is trying... It's not enough with the spawn con, and it's not enough with the, like... I don't know, revenue you get from views or whatever. She needs more money. So she starts putting out these uh, filters, like these packs of filters you can get that makes her shit, your feed look like her feed if you use Mm -hmm. her little Instagram filters. And it, you know, it's like contrast, temperature, exposure. It's not like... but this other girl I guess she had like bought a pack from some other girl and then like switched it up a little bit and then just sold it and was like that's decent enough but people somehow fucking could tell and were like livid about it and they were like you stole these packs and they it was like which again such like a brain dead right because it's like just edit your own photos, my god. Like, just look at what you want it to be and make it look that way. Like, well, also Jesus. Also, on her part, I don't know, whatever. I feel bad for her. But, like, if you're going to do a scam, feels like low-hanging fruit. Feels like a weird scam to do. Of, Absolutely. like, already copying something yes. that shouldn't exist to begin with. Like Totally. She should be able to... But she's... It's, like, again, it's because I think she was, like, a child on the internet who was, like weirdly exposed and then went right into motherhood and, and marriage Christianity, so she and can't Christianity. do only fans which is the other well, classic down now. oh did i speak too soon but um but either way so she she steals these girls filters or whatever the world freaks out at her she is evil also i'll just sidetrack a little bit there was like lots of rumors of like dog abuse of like rehoming her dogs <laughs> too many times or like being mean to her cats and like lots of lots of drama and i mean things, that does feel like oh you left your child on the carpet for too long I, it really right. felt well, that's like the kind of stuff where the saran wrap thing mm-hmm. was refreshing because it was like oh yeah that is actually really bad like yes. that's bad you guys were right don't wrap your kid up in saran wrap Whereas we are used to the, and I'm sure, I don't know, maybe she's going to do something bad. Yeah, I don't know this story. I don't know. But the, like, other shit where it's like, chill the fuck out. I don't know. But at the same time, if you are documenting your whole life, you are opening yourself up to such critiques. Which is literally what she comes to. Either way. So she she feels horrible. She's, like, absolutely ostracized. It's like the beating is way worse than the crime. For, for the filters. For the filters. That's the main thing that people are really And mad it's at her like, about. yeah, and she, again, has a disabled child and they're like struggling to pay her medical bills and stuff. And this is like a major source of income for them. It's their source of income because her fucking deadbeat fucking husband doesn't work. And so, either way, she steals the filters. She gets, 
she takes her shit off the internet. It's like accountability. This was like overlapping with the George Floyd protest, which was kind of interesting. I feel like a lot of like social justice rhetoric was like infused into this at the time. Right, people were um, just like ready to be. Yeah, it was all about accountability. <laughs> and so she's like, I'm holding myself accountable. I'm getting off the internet. And so she fucks off the internet. She deletes all her Instagrams. She deletes all of her everything. And... She comes back in 2020, like, maybe January, or no, I mean, like, December of 2022, January of 2023, I don't know. And she's like, hey, I'm back. Me and my husband are divorced. The whole plan was, like, he was going to go get a job, and she was not going to be an internet girly anymore, Mm -hmm. and they were going to just live a normal life. Sure, with their they, now three yeah, kids. With their now three kids. One of which has a pretty severe and probably expensive Just an disease. expensive disease. Like, yeah. just an expensive chronic health condition. And so, either way, speed forward two years. So hey, she's gone for two years. Yeah. We're back. We're divorced. He had, like, you know, drug and alcohol shit. But I think the real deal was that he cheated on her a bunch. Um, And so she breaks up with him or he breaks up with her. I don't really know. And now they have, like, this custody arrangement. But now she's, like, trying to go for, like, a dark academia aesthetic on, like, TikTok and Instagram. And she's, like, trying to be, like, quirked up. But she's, like, I respect her for this. No kids on the gram. And Uh people are like, are your kids dead? And she's like, I'm not posting my kids because if I post, anything I post on the internet is subject to critique. She's been beat up on the internet for her bullshit since she was fucking 12. Like, anything I put online is up for critique. My children, my custody agreement, my fucking, like, relationship with my ex-husband, it's not up for critique. So I'm not going to post it. So all she posts, like, she got her, like, boobs redone, like, along the way, too. So all she's posting is, like, titties and, like, ooh, like, it, and she has gotten OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And she's hustling everything she's got. And you know what? Kudos to her. No yeah, hate. I think she We'd found... love to have you on the pod, Acacia. Um, <laughs> I think she found the right direction. Because I have yeah. seen also someone else that I follow did a similar thing. Never was full mommy blogger, but would, like, use the kid as just, like, sometimes be like, oh, my cute kid, you know, that's a part of my story. Mm-hmm. And then once she became more, like, sex worker, full out, obviously you're going to get a ton of shit for that. Like, and gross comments, you know, like, yeah. people being like, oh, I can't wait until your kid, like, sees your OnlyFans and she's going to hate you, you know, like, disgusting right. shit. So I do think that that is probably the right call to you know, phase it out. Maybe you show the back of the kid's head sometimes and maybe you just, like, whatever. And it's also, like, obviously people can't comprehend that because if they're so used to, like, seeing everything all the time, they're like, oh, you're not showing your kid anymore. Yeah. The kid must be dead. You must not have the kid anymore. Yeah, whatever. the kid's in a cage. Where the it's kids. like, <laughs> yeah, editing exists. Like, yeah. you know, we could just, like... And she's got custody, so it's like she doesn't have the kid all the time. So it sounds like she's like pretty lonely half the time, and like has a lot of time to make video, sexy videos of herself. Like, you know, it makes sense. And the other thing, wait, are you done with Acacia? Well, something funny though is I just remember, like, I feel like this happens to her maybe before this, but like every few years it would happen where there would be like, there's like several. The fucking really anorexic one. Like, there's mm. several people who will come up or people will be like, holy shit, like, remember this girl? Usually it's not 
the it's not people who are ass down bad as the one that I just mentioned, but like people who were just like posted like crazy in an time before being able to monetize. I like mm-hmm. I doubt she made money from Tumblr. No. Well, yeah. I think she, but she, she was sort of able to float herself, and I think she made her family money, and they didn't have money. But like, and it was just like so different than TikTok, where like there weren't ads. Like the path to monetizing was way harder. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think like so. you had to I do, think like, she got free shit. stuff or stuff. I don't. I don't really know. I think it was enough that she got pressure from her family to like perform. Interesting. Either way, I felt like before whatever filter gate um there were like every <laughs> few years there would be pictures of her like in her braces side swoop pipe and be like oh my god like remember this girl like the impact that this girl had on all of our lives and then it would be like comments people being like oh well she's actually grown up and she's like doing really well now um she's and a mom she's incorrect. doing awesome yeah, yeah and then Life whatever I think the real thing about keeping your kids secret, this is what I was going to say, is that she couldn't afford to have her kids dressed in the cute little aesthetic she wanted because they're kids and they shit and vomit and get jam on everything, you know? And it's like, you can't afford to have this cute little lifestyle like the Kardashians or whatever because you can't afford to have, like, beige and oatmeal-colored linens for your children to wear because they're going to stain them. And yeah, especially she, if you're also supporting like your drug addict husband, right? And just like, and even if you're just a regular person, like it's like just to have your kids every single day on display, like you're like a celebrity and you're like a like low income, but like was she low income? I mean, I, I guess at a point she became, and that's why she I did think the filter. so. I mean, I think with three kids, I think if she was a single earner it would have been fine but her husband wasn't as much of an influencer as she was and I mean maybe she was maybe she was making enough yeah and that's the other thing it's like once you go far enough down the influencer path you can't like get a regular job yeah well the other thing was it wasn't even about like whether they were making enough to make ends meet because she was feeling like she She needed needed to have the top of the line yes exactly like all of these eco-friendly oh and also because if she didn't bonnet like fuck you you're killing your children yeah you oh how dare you have fisher price because you're there are bpas or whatever in that and so everything would be a point of contention so it's like better now that it's just not discussed i support her 100 percent, and you know it is what it is i think she's got some growth to do she's a little bit like still in like the quirked up like who's gonna play me on Fortnite kind of vibe mm-hmm. and it's like you know what she didn't get to be a kid after 18 because she had just kid after kid after kid after that so yeah. maybe with the custody agreement, it will actually give her some time to sort of figure her shit out. And I wish her the best. And I hope that she can figure out a way to make money because she kind of did get her childhood robbed from her by yeah. like the bit about her like selling plasma. <sighs> yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing because it's just so expensive to pay for medical care, and so it's like. It's not even, like, her kid, I think, is, like, profoundly disabled. It's just, like, her kid might need, like, just needs, like, ongoing medications that I feel like are expensive as fuck and, like, a random-ass surgery every five years that's, like, $20,000. And that just, like, will put you in the hole, you know? Yeah. Um, it just, it just is crazy. And she's, like, a freelancer. 
no insurance. Mm-hmm. No insurance. No, definitely not. Or, I mean, I guess she has, like, maybe Marketplace, but, like, <laughs> it's... She's... Yeah, yeah, it just is... It's burdensome. It's very unfortunate. Maybe she... Maybe her kid has Medicaid. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. And maybe she, there's, like... there's. I hope she's u- utilizing resources. But... Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be your caseworker occasionally. <laughs> no, I don't um, know about like the a caseworker for <laughs> influencers. Um, no, but it's interesting, and I think we can kind of like speed round through the last mm-hmm. ones that we have. But there is this kind of like diverge of like between um, like what we want in like a family lifestyle blogger of either it's like this very manicured life which we see with Ballerina Farm. Ballerina Farm, of course, who was a major controversy on TikTok a couple months ago. She was like classic cottage core, like I'm making my like baguette and my mozzarella, like every single element from scratch, her caprese fully from scratch. It was like yeah, crazy. she's like a homesteader, but then like not and then still, like, projecting, like, an idea, or at least people were, like, this is why people were mad, is because they're, like, well, you're making stuff from scratch, like, traditionally people do that because they, like, need money or whatever, because they're trying to be frugal, so you're, like, lying. But it's, like, first of all, obviously, you know, like, she had a nice fucking mm. stove, like, obviously she's not actually... Well, it was, actually... like, a wood-fire stove, it kind of was confusing, because it's, like, that's kind of the stove that, like, you have when you, like, don't have gas. But I feel like you can tell the (laughs) difference between, like, you know, people who are doing it for fun and people who are doing it because they have to. Because also the people who do it because they have to look way shittier. Yeah. Um, And and the food they're making is worse. Like, they're not, like, baking baguettes. They're making, like, burger casseroles for 12. Well, she is such a time-intensive... Everything she does is so time-intensive. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, the mozzarella curds that you're squeezing together. No, and then the baguette, she's not, which like, are, feeding chickens or whatever. Maybe right. She she's, I mean, she must have help for, like, just cleaning whatever crazy barn house they live in. Because it turns out she is the daughter of none other than Daniel Nealman. Who's that? Who's Daniel Nealman? I don't Who's know. Who's Daniel Nealman? Well, you tell me. <laughs> he is a Mormon, and so is Hannah Ballerina. Just oh yeah, moving it all together. Okay, but That's she's also the CEO and founder of JetBlue, making excellent profit. Mormons margins are good at here. getting it done. They, they love get done. getting their hands in business and politics. Yep, 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 yep. Um. Either way. Not only does he own JetBlue, he um, owns, like, a bunch of Brazilian airlines. I think his family is originally from, I don't know, like, the Netherlands. And he, like, moved to Brazil as a child and then moved to the U.S. where he had Hannah. So he's got, like, that Brazilian influence, moved back to Brazil, has a bunch of airlines. Another neurodivergent king mm, because yeah. this mister has been diagnosed and reps it ADHD. Um, it was crazy to see someone over 40 repping ADHD. Yeah, I feel like I'm that's sure. A new yeah. plague. It must be because he's taking like 100 milligrams of Adderall XR and like 
a hundred milligrams of like Ritalin instant, like scattered five times throughout the day. So he like is such he, a like, freak. He medically has yeah, to talk he about ha- it. Also, yeah, he has his to heart disclose right it. Explode yeah, and he'll like fail any drug test. Is like just like straight meth. He's pissing. Either either way, we stand neurodiversity. Um, good for him. Yeah. Um and yeah, so he's just a really rich guy. Ballerina farm. Unclear, unclear how much money she's making. She was featured in Utah Valley's. Oh, so Utah she's in Valley Utah. Three sixty. Yes, yeah, she's in Utah, where the Mormons live. Right, right, right. I didn't um, know she was like Mormon. Like oh. Utah Valley Three Sixty. It is a magazine, possibly print, definitely online. Forty under forty. Not the usual number, so it feels like they were kind of pushing it. They couldn't find 30 under 30, so they... They extended they it. They cranked it up. Yeah, because she's not under 30, but, um... Yeah, she's successful, yeah. whatever. People were mad People about were that. Mad about which it. Which I think is fine, but there's a little, like, pet obsession of mine that I've had for a while now is these families that are much more genuine, uh... Slumming it is rude. They're not slumming it. They're just embracing traditional mm. American Frugality. frugal values. Yeah. Um, just the Bell's 10, I believe. Yes. And the Doe Hardy Dozen are mm-hmm. two of my favorites. The Happy Caravan. The Happy Caravan is a weird case because, I don't know. I don't understand. The Happy Caravan, I might have to do later because they're confusing because they have they say they're not quiverful they're definitely some type of intense christian they moved recently to new york because their thing is that all of their kids are just coincidentally they say they didn't push it on them um they just were raised with music and all of their kids who range from like I don't know, they have a baby, and then they also have, like, a few college-age kids, and they all play different string instruments, so they're kind of, like, doing uh, a family band type of situation. They're more, like, hippie-coded, sort of, but definitely Christian. They're in New York now, and they've been posting videos, like, trying to find their new church, which is really funny. Oh. Um, yeah, they, like, went downtown to some, like, Chinatown church. And Harlem like, to Chinatown? Commute I for mean, the church? There's got to be a good church in Harlem. I don't think they probably don't want to go to a black church. They, that's, that's what it's giving. It's well, giving and I think that's okay. I think that's okay <laughs> that they don't want to roll up a group of fucking a million white people with, like, red hair and violins at a black church. I'm if sure they would be welcome. If they're in a black neighborhood, I think they got to go to the local church. That's the, you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. No, you don't talk the talk. You're not supposed to talk the talk. Well, That's like what a lot saying, of people I'm get in trouble for. I'm, I'm just saying they can be like, I don't know, if they start saying dead ass, that would be really weird. Well, it's like you're going to go, <laughs> I don't know, it just seems weird to like go... Sh- Anyway, it wasn't the right match. It wasn't the right match, so they're gonna go to a different place every every Sunday. With more aligned values. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. 
Um, the gospel music was scary. They didn't <laughs> like it. I mean, they're very musical. I'm sure they would like it. They probably started playing their fiddles, and like, people were like, get out of here. It's so sad how she's putting pressure on her kids to she play. She says she's not. <laughs> so, no, not to play. I mean, obviously she's putting pressure on her kids to play music, whatever. I think part of any child playing music is having pressure oh, on them. absolutely. But Who among us hasn't? She's been forced to play the piano. She's trying to get them to do, like, um, obviously, yes, yes, we've all been forced. It's been horrible. It's, but it's part of Jewish culture, and they're not Jews, but whatever. It's part of culture. Well, that's why they're playing weird string instruments. Well, she keeps trying to make them play pop music that's like America's Got Talent style. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. That's some of the worst. They even, like, cover Ed Sheeran or whatever, (laughs) and it's like the kids are smart, and they're like, good at music and so they can like technically do the notes and like capture the melody but it just like is like weird and like oh like it's like what it would sound like if this was violins instead of like every (laughs) other instrument like hmm and there's no lyrics um cool and they applied and they got rejected not all of them Three of them got accepted. Not to America's Got Talent. Oh, I'm talking to Juilliard because that was their no. big thing. That's why they moved to New York was to go to Juilliard. No, she posted their rejection tape to America's Got no, Talent. And it was them so playing, I don't think this one was Ed Sheeran, but it was all... God. Similar. Well, they were all playing together because I feel like America's Got Talent would love that. On the stoop of their Harlem Brownstone, yeah. which was a nice room, honestly. Nice no, it brownstone. is really nice. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And they were like, it was just all we could afford. It's really nice. Um, and there was a funny video where they like go on a tour of like a historical like black yes, house. They're like, we were just that, playing yeah. our fiddles outside, and yes. this old man invited us into this and historical it was, like, home. Called, like the like, it was like, oh my god, it was something funny. It was like, cause it was like where like jazz players would like get their like. Um, yeah, it was some like Harlem Renaissance like important. Yeah. Place. Oh man, why am I forgetting the word? But like the single occupancy rooms, SRO. That's like, what it was. Yeah, like yeah, it was just you would rent a room and it was like it was like a sleazy whatever, but it was kind of cool, but it was just like not their vibe. Whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> they do some tours of them like walking around, not enough. I would love to see them like at a bodega. Um Again, hard to just, like, maneuver anything with a family of 10, 12. 12. Well, 12 including them. I thought it That's was what always gets yeah. me. Yeah, because they call themselves the 12. Mm. Ghost of the Bell's 10. Now I'm like, my brain is so fucked up from consuming this. And I'm like, Just the Bell's 10. They have eight kids. Like, come on. That's not even that much. Like, relax. Because... 10? Can you imagine a decade of pregnancy? Well, yeah. Doe Hardy doesn't has 10. But... With a lot of them, so with these, the Happy Caravan, uh, they're all all natural. It. Okay. Um, you know. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, I don't know how the births have gone, but they're biological. But the oh. other ones that I've gone, I know, and she looks pretty young too. She looks good. She's they're the yeah, most. Yeah, she does like, look good. Yeah. Glam of the family. Honestly, yeah, she's ready for the spotlight because I can't tell which ones are the kids sometimes where I think she could be one okay of that's a little much I don't we know welcome you <laughs> yeah you're like foaming at the mouth no <laughs> next trip to New York yeah. um, <laughs> god can you imagine <laughs> no I know who I want to see in New York skabuki <laughs> <laughs> That's for later, Oh my god. 
Skabuki Marcus Garvey's grandson. Um, yeah, shout out to Skabuki Marcus Garvey's grandson. You are welcome virtually on yeah, the pod. I wouldn't want to draw the line there. Yeah. Um, but maybe we, he'll get us before we get him. We could do like a TikTok, like like call in or something but we'll do a whole episode i mean honoring he you won't be able Marcus to Harvey. handle internet stuff but he i was in new york my neighborhood though well i'm just saying i was in new york for a week so watch his feed he might there might be videos i was looking of no, me from I the back looking, on the subway really so excited because yes because he take he's like around like union square and stuff a lot um i was looking there was some interesting stuff he he loves you know He's just a menace. He's a documentarian. He's yeah. a... I want to get... I, he deserves his own episode, dude. No, and he will, and he will. But, okay, yes, that is a New York icon. We can... Skabuki we we can not meet the happy caravan. That's fine. But, um... They have all their kids by But they should meet. He's Kabuki. Oh, would he would destroy that. <laughs> Skabuki <laughs> would destroy the happy caravan. I'm Skabuki. I'm Marcus Garvey's <laughs> grandson. I'm Marcus Garvey's great great grandson. And they'd be like, oh, that's so nice to hear. <laughs> I love, yeah, like the lady in Trader Joe's. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. I'd be like, y'all Democrats? I'd be like, no. Yeah, he would absolutely clock them as Democrats. And they, yeah, he, like, has kind of gotten softer on the Democrats where he, like, knows, he, like, it's interesting. There was a lady, oh, this weekend who, like, hurt her. It was, like, an older woman who, like, fell down and couldn't get up. And he was, like, filming her, and the husband was, like, I just need to help her get up. And he was, like, are you Democrats? And the husband was, like, actually, we are Democrats. And he was, like, really coming at them. Um, we can cut this. So that's not him getting better. You said he was getting better at... But he didn't, like, hate on them after that. He just sort of, like, let it happen and just filmed them creepily. Like, it wasn't, like, aggressive, necessarily. Um, I love, I love his, his, his director's point of view. I think he's an author. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the other families that I've been in a parasocial relationship with over the past few years, less Mm. recently... But they are an interesting, like, kind of back to the Christian adoption thing where they have, like, I think the Don't Hardy Dozen is a Mm. mix, but just the Bells have only, again, they're all, they all have, like, one token, like, miracle child. Really? Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. After they get, like, seven, they, like, pop one out. Which is nice. If but you just keep going and going and going, eventually one's going to be the miracle, right? One's got to be the last. No, I mean, like, they have a bunch of adopted kids, and then they'll have one regular kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize just the Bells was adopted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They have some some of, of different They have different a mixed race colors. family? Yeah. It looks like a white family to me. Uh, no, they've definitely got a few. Mm. They have one, they have the classic Pokemon deck where they have one kid who is developmentally disabled, mm-hmm. who they love. They're always like, oh, my baby Jonathan, look, he's so smart. I'm not sure that his name is Jonathan, but they're, she's really proud of him, which is fine and mm-hmm. good <laughs> for her to be proud of him, um, but always feels a little bit weird. I don't know. And just a little patronizing, but I guess it's okay when it is his own mother. Right. At um, least she's not giving him up, right? No, yeah, she kept him. He's, like, one of the oldest. She is keep- <laughs> she's keeping him for too long. Um, he's, like, an adult. Damn, um, that's funny. But, 
Well, that's the thing with them also is that like a few of their kids are like past 20, but they're still sticking around because they're in like rural Michigan. They say they're yoppers, which I don't know what that's Michigan word for. Yoppers? Yeah, their bio said we're proud yoppers. Yoppers. Yeah, it sounds like a slur. I don't know. I'm familiar with like... Um, But they, yeah, they have like a bunch of foster adopted kids and... Like one, one from the womb, and youpers, youpers. Oh my god, my bad. Um, but they have a farm, and they're very like different to Ballerina Farm because they like just genuinely have a farm that they like have to work on. The boys work on the farm. The girls make casserole. They have like a big list every week of like what the menu is and stuff the kids take shifts it's pretty cool I don't know I think it's nice but it's like pretty they've gotten more monetized recently especially Doherty Dozen I think because mm. I think Doherty Dozen might be in upstate New York so they're like closer to shit they take New York trips sometimes they might meet Happy Caravan that might be a collab um, Interesting. but they might be pretty different like Christian value sets I'm not sure fabulous um, contrast that's what makes a good collab true and all both families of at least the women of both of those families are redheads so something to talk about um, also all of the dads and all the families that we've talked about look exactly the same they're all like thin receding hairline mm-hmm. just kind of like blank face they're not super involved in the videos you know yeah. just like carrying stuff but that was something that it was confusing to me to remember which dad has ocd because they all look the same and they all look, they would have ocd no um, good genetics to pass on and yet addicted yeah. to creating versus <laughs> creating more yeah um but the these like big big christian families that i'm talking about are very like middle class uh frugal aesthetics and they have like there's a genre video specifically that i've seen with the doherty dozen where she does these videos from above in the kitchen she does one like every day it's set usually to the like dolly Parton song nine to five Mm. and it's like 5 a.m for a mom of 12 and it's just her from above like packing a million fucking sandwiches making like breakfast and stuff and she does it all in batches and it's just like so hellish to watch it's crazy but it is like the like i guess that's what people want from ballerina farm you know like they want her to be working like that yes which is a little rude like if you can (laughs) just like make a baguette all day yeah like hang out with your kid for a second whatever like spend all your time collecting like three eggs from your like beautiful chickens that you don't need to like sell the eggs for like do that like definitely do that i don't want anyone to be making 14 sandwiches at 5 in the morning (laughs) that's so horrible and to be fair them all and then this is sweet she cuts one of them diagonal because it's like a foster kid who's was used to having her sandwiches cut diagonal by her bio mom like it's very sweet it's very good it's not a life i would ever want it seems horrible yeah i think the like above view sped up is just really crazy because there's no it just feels like she's like 
working in a sweatshop. Yeah. And that's just her everyday life, which is, you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people these days are being like women, you know, I don't know, the kind of like anti-feminism mm -hmm. of like, oh, we asked for too much. We should just be a stay-at-home mom, which sometimes I feel I don't feel that like I don't want to work. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I can't take care of myself, you know, and I would never fucking want to do that. Like, and that's putting in the work. I don't know. She's, like, doing it. People are so proud of her because also she, like, is, you know, a Mother Teresa because she's created, like, her little genuine family of people around around America. Yeah. I think it's better to, to foster adopt than it is to international adopt, right? I oh, feel like definitely, that's more definitely, definitely. Um, but once you have, like, 10, you can start making the older take care of the younger type of thing. You can kind of make it work for itself. I don't know, though. I don't know. I mean, I get the two families mixed up, but, like, the older ones, in both of them, I think, are boys, so they're, like straight to the farm you know mm. they're working but they're not caretaking and I just feel like that's less of a dynamic that just does feel like the classic like mm. quiverful dynamic I mean I feel like the happy caravan would do that if they weren't all busy getting into Juilliard right um and I guess better better for them to do that right yeah I think they're interesting they're like that just thinking about it now like that feels more like an orthodox family to be so education focused mm. and so like work ethic but in a way it's like they chose it I guess not orthodox just kind of like regular Jewish whatever there's you know christians of all types and that's so awesome for them but um we love it <laughs> yeah we it's easter it. we're tuning in on easter sunday that's right he has risen he rises again mm -hmm. um is lent over yeah i think lent that ended over. on good friday and yay now, for everyone it's sunday it's sunday um and we don't have any kids to take care of. Thank gosh for that. Yeah. And yeah. I think we might be done for now. I feel like yeah. we we covered a lot of families. And, you know, as they say, happy families are all alike. But all unhappy fam. I'm quoting fucking Dostoevsky. Mm, am you I? I'm... <laughs> Unhappy families all have um, blogs. Blogs. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I Something think Woody Allen say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> either way, um, stay tuned for more apocalypse nearing content. We don't know about that. Yeah. Stay tuned for staying tuned. Well, I don't think we need to say stay tuned. Like, there's not... There's nothing to stay tuned for. Yeah. We're, we're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> um, happy Easter. And I hope you all have a fruitful um, amount of children that you can monetize yourself as long as you do it nicely and you don't return them. Mm -hmm. Bye bye.